0: Super coached by Adrianasaurus. Super Coach by Adrianasaurus. Jello! You're with Adrianasaurus, the coach of Repanorama for Super Coach Purpose. It's an 8 special. I'm going to be doing head to head finals special. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Head to head final start this week. So, what is a head to head player? Head-to-head players, they don't give a rat's ass about buys because to them, losing a couple of head-to-head rounds doesn't mean a difference to them. They don't have to score well every week. Their main goal is to win enough head-to-heads to to finish on the top of their ladder and get a couple of bites at the cherry come head-to-head finals. You can be in 20-man ones, and I think it's 10-man, is it? I don't know how many. I'm always in 20-man leagues, so I don't even know. I think I know this 10-man leagues as well. would have a top six. In a 20-man, you'll have a top eight. So you can go to verses in uh, your Supercoach app in your next uh, game day, and you'll be able to see if you've made it, obviously, into your top eight um, and who you're up against for this week. You can also click on the settings box and have a look at how your finals are set up um, head-to-head players, they generally, the difference between them and overall players is that at this stage of the year, they'll have lots of trades left because that's a huge advantage to you when you're playing in head-to-head finals because the other person, you know, like uh, someone who plays overall, there's lots of them this this week that have got no trades left and they've lost Cleary. That's going to burn them for overall as well. But in head-to-head finals, those people who play head-to-head, they can cover Cleary and they can have some strategic moves if they're down in a head-to-head. They can train in a train in a trump card. Um, so that's the difference between overall and head-to-head. They'll uh, head-to-head players. They don't care about where they finish overall. And a lot of players start the year going for the best result they can in overall. And once they realise, you might be in 15,000, 20,000, and you just realise that you're not going to get anywhere near the top, so you just concentrate then on your head-to-heads. And a lot of players will do that. They'll play overall as long as they can. And when their season looks like they're not going to land, maybe their goal is a top 1,000, and they're not going to get there, they'll start to not... Trade every week they'll start to conserve trades they may have got to a buy where they get a lot of players I play against gave up in the second buy and in that buy they scored 400 because it wasn't didn't matter to them getting a big score that week they just didn't want to you know bulk trade they want to conserve trades. Um, And finish, you know, if you've got a a 20-man league, the top eight, you know, goes through to the finals. Top four gets a second bite at the cherry, and that is key in a head-to-head player. They want to get as many wins as they can so they can land in that top four. Now... Oh, I play a bit of both. I play overall, obviously, on my podcast, so I want to do, you know, I want to get some decent results in overall, you know, um, but I also play head-to-head. I play head-to-head cashies. Now, you you probably play head-to-heads with your friends just for fun or against your family or whatever. Um, I play against friends, and we have buy-ins. Some of them are $50 ones. We go up to a couple of hundred-dollar buy-in ones, and they're rich ones, um, but, you you know, it's the same thing applies. And those players who are in those ones, I bet you they've got trades up their sleeves. I'm a pretty good head-to-head player, but I must admit I, I try to finish as well as I can overall, so I probably burn a few more trades than the average head-to-head player and means that I go in skinny and sometimes I have a bit of luck in head-to-head finals in cashies and I, I jag a win. But generally speaking, those head-to-head specialists that they've got eight, nine, 10 trades left right now. Wouldn't that be something, (laughs) you know, but they've got those trades left because they've conserved them. To use them strategically strategically in that final. so if you're in head-to-head finals with some of your friends some of those may have been playing overall but if you if you come up against one of those genuine head-to-head ones i bet you they've got heaps more trades than you um there are strategies that they use and you may have even played in some head-to-heads during the year of players who do know how to play head-to-head and they do a lot of funny buggers if you know what i mean in moody who won it last year he's an absolute Dynamo super coach player. He's right up there at the pointy end again this year. He plays funny buggers even in his overall to throw people off and cause he has he enjoys playing head-to-heads too and winning those and he plays funny buggers and he changes things late and does all sorts of, you know, doesn't pick his reserves and does lots of things to put people off or not to let them know what he, what they're going to do. And a lot of that is head to head specialist type stuff. I'm going to go with, through some tips on head to heads and how you can do well at your head to heads. Um, now, as we're leading up to head to head finals um, and you know, we'll hopefully it is something that you find useful. I've, you know, talk to my cashy WhatsApp group, asking them if they've got any things that they reckon you should focus on and they're not all that helpful because I'm versing them in cashies and they don't want to give up their tips of the... of the trade. Um, but I think I've explained it to you pretty well. Now let's go through some of the tips that I've written down and I've got, they have, some of them have been half helpful to me and I've got some tips for you. If you are in head to heads to help you, um, have a a good chance a fighting chance in your head to heads. Now here's my number one, um, head to head top eight and, and top four are very different. Or if, if you're in a 10-man, the top six, you know, the ones that get two bites at the cherry are different to the ones who are in an elimination final. You know, if you if you are one of those players that's in the bottom part of the eight or in your 20-man league or in your, the bottom of the 10-man league, you don't get two bites at the cherry. Um, and you're going to play more desperate, people who you're up. If you finish first on the ladder, I guarantee, or maybe if you, I don't know who first plays, but if you're playing against somebody who's not got a second chance, i will play risky. (laughs) They will play risky. So, you know, if you are in the top four, you know you've got a second bite of the cherry, much like the NRL, you know, it's not the end of the season if you lose that head-to-head. So you can play a little bit more conservatively. Um, and you'll find that that'll be the case because, and you have a, a more of a confidence because you don't need to panic move because you, it's not all over if you do, if you lose. And these ones that finish at the bottom of that ladder that are going to be on their one and only chance to progress through to the next week, they're going to be desperate. Um, So just take a look at where you are on the ladder. You should know by now if you're in your head-to-head where you're going to be. Um, And one of the good tips I got from my cashies WhatsApp group is concentrate on the big ones, the ones that you want to win. So, you know, looking at your head-to-heads. And and, and for me, you know, obviously I've got a $200 buy-in one. I'm going to probably concentrate on that head-to-head more than I do on the $50 buy-in because the prize money is a lot better. So... You know, and if you're in one where you've landed in the top four and all your other ones, you're in eighth. You know, that top four one, you got a second bite at the cherry. That might be the one that you want to focus on. You know, you're real, you want to focus your attention on. And most years when I play in these cashies finals, I don't win all of them. I win some if I get a bit of luck. And I've got a few trades up my sleeves, but you very rarely win all of them unless you're in a really weak head-to-heads. And if you are, you're lucky if you're a good player. Um, I play overall and head-to-head, and generally my philosophy is that if you're doing well in overall, you'll win a lot of head-to-heads. And if you can keep some trades up your sleeve, you can still be competitive against these head-to-head specialists. I play against a wonderful guy named Smiley. He wins a lot of our cashies, and I don't think he concentrates an overall at all. During the year, his only mind is to win these cashies and inevitably... Every year we play, I notice he wins most of them, you know, so because he's an expert at it. Um, so concentrate on the ones that you want to concentrate on, and they can be the ones. Because sometimes when you – I made all of my – I'm in 10 leagues, and I made my finals in all of them. Most of them I'm in the top four. I think a couple I'm in the bottom half of the draw. I'm not going to worry about those bottom half of the draw ones. If I get eliminated, so be it. I'm going to concentrate on the ones that I'm top four, and I'm going to play a nice, steady, concentrated game, if you know what I mean, because I get a second bite at the chair. So have a look where you're on the ladder and you know whether you need to play desperate or if, if you you, need, you can play a little bit more safer and a bit more conservative. Um, the next tip I would give is do not panic. You, you'll see, you'll be up against people who are doing tricky things like bringing in people late or they especially this year now that you can update trades you know they may have looked like they've got um drink water in their team but they it's going to be Latrell because they're going to do their trade to drink water to start with and they're going to wait right before Latrell's game and then they're going to update it just before Latrell's game and it's going to be Latrell instead of drink water so they're going to pull Swifties on you like that and you should be doing the same thing back um you just got to make sure that you don't panic and a lot of. People People send me questions going, oh, how am I going to win this head-to-head? What should I do to match them? And you can work out things that you can do to match someone who's, well, if you if they're in the lead or if you're in the lead, you play your head-to-head differently. Um, but don't panic. Um, and that includes changing your trades. You know, if you are in a position where doing something like matching a player in their team, you know, you could do that. But don't panic and make silly moves, if you know what I mean. So just say they've got somebody like um, I don't know, they've got a, a drink water or they have got a Heinz, all right. And he's got a softer matchup this week against St George. You don't have Heinz, so let's say you're ahead by a hundred points in your head-to-head. Heinz doesn't worry you as much, even though you don't have Heinz. He can go big, but you've got a hundred points and you've got another, play, you know, you've got another player versus his Heinz. You, you can educate a guess that you're going to have that player. Just say that player scores a 50. Heinz is going to need to get 150 to beat you, if you know what I mean. If you're behind, you know, by, you know, 50, you know, you need to think of something that's going to catch Heinz. It's not going to matter f- for you just to match Heinz, because how are you going to catch Heinz? when you've got 50 point deficit, you know, and you get Heinz to match him. So don't panic. Think about what you can do. You know, you might, if, if you're 50 points behind, instead of it being a Heinz, maybe you, um, you know, you grab a, a Hughes or someone, Jerome Hughes, and you, you eat, if you're in an elimination, you can just say, well, I just need a Hughes to beat Heinz by 50 points. That's my best chance of um, getting in. If you're in the lead, you might just, you might be reversed. They've got Heinz and you don't have Heinz, but you're 100 points in the lead. You you may not feel comfortable with that and you might match their Heinz. If, or if it's 50 points and you think that Heinz could make up that 50, you might match them and you might use your trade to make your team more similar to theirs so that there's not as much difference and you can hold on to your whatever lead it is, you know? So... That's the thing. you you got to make sure that you think about what you're going to do, but don't panic because I've been in head to heads with people where I'm doing tricky stuff in there. Like it looks like I'm going to play blah and then I don't play them. And then as a result, the other person panic trades and tries to trump me or whatever. And then, you know, I wasn't even doing that anyway. <laughs> you know, so they, I, I bluff them into doing something in a panic mode and, and you should be aware of that. Um, you got to trust the strong team that you made. To get you to your top, you know, top eight, and make it to head-to-head finals. If you're in the top four or whatever, and you've got two bites of the cherry, trust your lineup. You know, you play a steady game and, you know, if it's week one and you get a second bite at the cherry, you won't panic if you're 50 points behind and then it's just down to one play. Your last player against their last player and you're 50 behind, you'll just go, well, hopefully, you know, my player scores 50 more than them. Um, Or if you really want to win it, you can make a strategic move and just match their player and then hold on to your lead. But you know, you have much more control, but just trust your 17, trust what got you there in the first place, and don't make too many wild changes, um, because those are, you know, know, more often than not, they're panic moves, and they can uh, really trip you up. Um, Another piece of advice is to make your VC and your C's just before you know they're about to happen. I mean, we do that a lot in overall as well because we're always looking at game day and we're seeing who we're up against and we make our changes uh, as late as possible. That's that's a key component to your head-to-heads. Once you know lockouts lifted and they can see who you've got the VC and C on, more the wise advice is to not have it on who you're actually going to VC and C. Oh, that could be a little tripper opera. You know they'll they'll be playing for you to not have it on who you who, who you're actually going to do it on and the the small percentage play which could pay off is that you actually have it on the VC that you're going to do it. But I would recommend putting it on someone completely different and just before the lockout of that game, pick your VC um, and the same with your captain. Don't give them any time. Wait till it gets down to the last minute before lockout or whatever. And I always say to people, don't go the last 30 seconds because if it glitches or anything and you know, those are the ones that trip you up and if it you know if the the website crashes or if something happens it doesn't refresh or whatever um you can be really tripped up i always wait till a minute or you know at the at the max that's my time frame that i'll count down but make your moves as la- late, late as you can on vc um and see um you know and don't have it I, I recommend don't have it on um you know have it on who you plan um Along the lines of don't panic is, you know, if you're in your top four and you're trying to save trades for, you know, if you get a, lose your first game and you want to have trades up your sleeve for the next game that you have, just remember the buy rounds that you've played over your history where you've been up against somebody who had nine players and you had 12 and they still beat you because they had a better nine and their nine just scored better than your twelve. You can cause upsets if you land a good VC or C in a head-to-head. You see that all year round. Sometimes you just nail a Manu when he gets one eighty. So don't panic. You know, make your VCs and Cs not known to your opponent. Make those. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be pods or whatever. Maybe if they VC and that person gets one hundred and fifty, you, you'll have to get a bit podish. Or um, if you know you you can see if the game's left who you think they'll captain. And you're if you're way behind, maybe you go and strategically make a move for a different captain. Um, but you're never out of it, you know. If you, especially if you're up against somebody who's got a strong lineup or they have got a strong VC, there's still ways that you can play it. Um, look, and I said you know make your VCs and Cs just before game time, and we'll go down and we'll also talk about that in regards to trades. Um, now, when you have depth, set the players who don't play the first up games. Um, out of your 17 and bring them in just before the game starts. Much like I said about the VCs and Cs, just say this week, you know, I'm going to probably sit players like Talakai, like Mulatalo, you know, I'll have them in my starting lineup. You know, I think they play later in the round or middle, middle of the round. And the player that I actually want to play might be on my bench with no reserve on him. It could be, I mean, I'm probably not going to believe, Manu, but it could be, um, you know, another player on your bench that you... Garrick, for instance. You have him on your bench, you don't have a reserve on him, so once lockout occurs, it looks like you're playing Mulatalo and Talakai. You have no intention of playing them, but just before Garrick's game, you'll bring him in because you are always planned on playing him. You never planned on playing Mulatalo. Wait till, you know, the, the manly game and then bring in Garrick and, t- and take out Talakai or Mulatalo. So... Making changes as late as you can um, and maybe throwing him a red herring. You know, if you go into a head-to-head final against a head-to-head specialist and you're just putting... Your VC on who you plan to VC, and you're putting your C on who you plan to see and your whole seventeen that you've picked is exactly what you're going to run with your seventeen. I guarantee you that they're going to know exactly. Well, you know they're going to know what you're doing then, and they will be having things like this up their sleeve. They'll what their seventeen looks like is not going to be the seventeen that they run with. Their VC is not going to be who they think that who, who looks to you like their VC is going to be, and and the same with the captain. Um, they're going to bring in players. Last second, you know, like a Garrick or whoever they plan on playing. Um, They'll also do that with trades. Um, If you're planning trades, only do them at the last uh, time that you can. Obviously, there's a few components to that the player that you plan on training out, if they play in the second game you, and you're planning on bringing in someone who plays in the sixth game, you're going to have to do it in the second game. You've got no choice because once that second game happens, you can't trade out that player that you're playing on. So that's one component. Um, if you need to switch, you know, if you're planning this week to get rid of Cleary and then bring Hines up from fullback, obviously you need to make the trade before the Penrith game or whatever plays or the Hines game because you're going to be moving him into a different position. Um, and, you know, you want to obviously make... Make the trades before the player who you plan on bringing in is, is playing. But... If you're up against a head-to-head person, and they're planning this week to bring in Latrell or Hughes. They'll have Cleary there until the Penrith game starts, and then they'll bring or whoever they're planning on playing to you know to replace him with. And they will do it at the last second if it's the sixth game or where, where when does Cleary play? We you know whichever comes first, Cleary or the person they're planning on bringing in, that's when they'll make the move. You should do the same thing. So VC and C is the latest you can. Have your bench set up. Not enough to confuse yourself, but you might have a couple of players in there that you don't actually plan on playing. And before their game starts, all the persons who you actually plan on playing starts. Make the switch then. Kind of switch. Make some moves so that it doesn't look exactly like how you're going to play it. Trades. Meet your last, you should do this every week, even if you're playing overall. People, sometimes they get TLT and they go into the Thursday night game and they've already done all of their trades. The good thing that we can do this year is update your trades, um, which means, you know, you've got a little bit of a buffer, but you are at least locked into how many trades you're going to make once you do it. Um, You should always make your trades only when you need to make them, you know, I think as a general rule. Um, If you're in the top four, you know, have a pod move, um, you know, whether it's, if if you're not a top four, have a move, um, whether it's a player or a VC or a C, if you need to catch up. You know, you can go in with the, the best plans in the world, but if you're going to get eliminated, um, you know, if you're in bottoms of all of your finals, you know, you might be in close in four of your matchups. You've got to have a plan there for how can I win it. Um, if you just leave it till, you know, the last game, for instance, it might be just totally taken away from you where it doesn't matter what you do, you can't win. You've got to be able to diagnose early well, at a reasonable time in your head-to-head matchup, if you've got to do something like a pod move or a pod captain or a pod trading or a match their trade, you've got to have a plan. You know, once lockout's on, have a look at their team. I bet you they're going to do things which we're going to cover, you know, and we have already covered, and you can watch them as they're unfolding. And they Have a plan there for what you could and possibly do. Just say, you know, this week your plans are to move, you know, Cleary onto DCE. If, you know, if you're behind and or behind by 100 or whatever or 50 and they've got a DCE, maybe you need to pod and go with Hughes. Um, if you're in the lead, you might, you know, you just stay on the course and match their DCE. Um, now... Another one is, if you're leading, you can match a player to that team that worries you. Just say, you know, there's three players left. You know, they've got a Hines, um, you know, a May and a Max King. You've got Max King and May, um, and you don't have a Hines. You've got a MAM. Maybe your trade then is MAM to Hines, so that you match them three for three, and you hold on to your lead. So if you're in the lead, you have a position of power where you can choose to just trust that you your lead, or you can match them um, to you know, to basically take the win out of their hands, um, because you can change trades during play after lockout. So I can, you know, before Thursday lockout, I can trade, you know, Nathan Cleary to DCE, and I can trade out, um, you know, Max King for Payne Hass. I can trade them out. Then once lockout's finished, I can go and update my trade, and instead of um, you know, um, DCE. I can change DCE to Hughes. I guarantee you, in your head-to-heads, you know, people will um, change the. They'll, they'll do the, if they're planning on making two trades. There's a very good chance that the two that are they've made you know, their team that is um, what you see on the screen after lockout could be very different once they adjust their trades. You know, Tim Moody, a couple of weeks ago, he had an intention of bringing in Drinkwater and um, Val Holmes, but because they were playing the Tigers that day, he, he it looked like Laurie and Dewey. You know, I think it was, no, it was the, the Fox and... Laurie in his team because they played later um so it looked like he was trading in Laurie and um in the fox but instead just before it was you know he needed to make those trades he changed it to drink water and val that's going to happen in head to heads people are going to fake trade in who they're going to trade in and they're going to update it to their actual players and it's a strategy that this is the first year of that and that's going to be something that you can Use, and I bet you people people are going to use it. So you've got to keep your eye on that as well. Um, that's pretty much it, really. Um, you know, if I've, I've talked through how you would trade. You know, you might be planning on bringing in a drink water, so make it look like it's Trell. You know, and then at the time that you need to, either before Trell's game or Drinkwater's game, make the change to the one that you actually want to bring in, Drinkwater. Hopefully these things have been helpful to you for your head-to-head finals. There's probably a lot more that people are going to use in their head-to-head finals. I think the key is don't panic. You know, realise where you are on the ladder. Be a little bit deceptive about who your VC... Well, be deceptive. Don't be a little bit. Be deceptive about who your VC and C is, even who your 17 is going to be, and make the changes as late as you can. Don't be so tricky that you confuse yourself. You know, you may not be up to the level of doing not picking your proper 17, having a different VC and making your trades look like they're going to be two other players (laughs) and then changing it to the ones you actually want before the games um, start. That might be too much for you to handle. So at the very least, do the VC bit and do maybe a couple of players who you don't plan on playing. Have them in your 17 until you need to change it. Um, You know, bite off what you can. In the, in, the, in the bite-sized pieces that you can handle, I can handle VCs and Cs and I can handle making my 17 look different and I can trade in people who um, have no intention of bringing in, but I'm going to change it when I need to into the players that I do want. And I'm going to make that person in a head-to-head with me think that a, a bunch of different things are going to happen that are not actually going to happen um that's some of the head-to-head strategy that people use just in their general you know rounds one to 20 people use that in their head-to-heads in tim moody there was an example um but this will be definitely used by people in their head-to-head finals um hopefully that's been useful to you guys just a little short and sharp one because i get a lot of um questions through to the socials because i do say that i play a bit of head-to-heads you know the best thing you can have right now in head to heads is trades, um, because you know if you've got two trades left, um, you know I wouldn't burn them in, in week one if you're in the top four and you're concentrating on head to head now. You get a second bite of the cherry that me- and you've only got two trades left. That means no trading this in this first one. Hopefully your seventeen is strong enough to win that week and then save your two trades when you get to the elimination finals, you know, that's what I'd be doing. (laughs) And, you know, if you're um, in an elimination now, you know, and you want to win that head-to-head or you want to get through to the next week, you know, you may have to burn your trades or at least one of them this week to try to help you give yourself the best chance, obviously, to win your head-to-head because it'll be a strategic move. If somebody is 25 behind you and you both have the same player left, I guarantee you they're going to use a trade to trade that player to someone else because there's no point in having the same player as you when they're 25 behind. They're going to need someone different that hopefully scores... 40 more than yours or even 26 will do they just need to get more so that they win it um trades a key and that may be something that you you you've made head-to-head finals you've given up on overall and you just have already burnt heaps of trades well you know a lot of this is going to have to be then your vc and your c strategy you know making your 17 look different you're going to have to hope for the best i don't have heaps of trades left i guarantee you smiley has more trades left than me because he's a main he plays head-to-heads mostly and i I play a bit of overall and head-to-head. I'm in 280th overall. I'm probably higher than him. I don't know if I am, Smiley, if you're out there. Sorry, mate, if you're having a ripping year and you're in the top 100. He's such a good player. He probably is. Um, But you get my point. Um, I play a bit of both. I tried to have my cake and eat it too. So I generally get to -to head-to-head finals, even though I'm in the top four in most of mine. So at least I've got a strong 17. I've got a couple of trades up my sleeve, and I get two bites of the cherry in most of mine. Um, that's sort of a happy medium for me, if you know what I mean. But if you're slim and you're in the top four, that would be what I'd be concentrating on in my head-to-heads. If I've landed top four and I've got a couple of trades left, I'm not trading this week. I'd Even if I had Cleary, I'd just sit him there. I'd trust that I've got a strong 17. I'd sit him for this week. Um, and if I made it through this week, you know, or if I lose or win, whatever, I'll save the trade when I need it next week for the must-win one. If you know what I mean. Um, Hopefully that's been useful. Um, Much love to you all. We're going to talk to you tomorrow on the TLT uh, and for this big first week of head-to-head finals. Hopefully you found this useful. I'm going to look through if I've got any songs that I pre-recorded a while ago that I rejected for my other shows. This was a, you know, I decided today to do this one. So we'll see if I've got anything. Here we go. I think, I don't think I've released this one. in my car. Eight out for what? Oh, tell me what a car. I got this feeling that time is holding me down. I'll hit the ceiling or else I'll tear up I gotta cut loose for loose Kick off your Sunday shoes. Please, Louise, pull me up on my knees. Jack, get back. Come on before we crack. Loose your blues. Everybody cut for loose. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Thanks.